amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Talking Tolkien Podcast, Episode 12, The Silmarillion, Chapter 5, of Eldamar and the Princes of the Eldalier. Hi everyone, John Carswell here. Welcome to the Talking Tolkien Podcast, your conversational guide to Middle-earth and the works of J.R.R. Tolkien. On this episode of the podcast, we resume our discussion of the Silmarillion with Chapter 5, wherein the Eldar make their journey over the sea to Valinor. We'll also be introduced to the vitally important figure Feanor, as well as the Lord of the Rings figures Galadriel and Círdan the Shipwright. Also, please leave us a rating and feedback on iTunes. We'd love to know what you think of the show. Enjoy! Okay, hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Tolkien Podcast. This is episode 12, and um, we are ready to get rolling on the Silmarillion again. Uh, we had stopped, um, done some episodes on Leaf by Niggle. Um, actually, one uh, just epic episode that we had to break into two parts. Um, and so we're back, ready to, to do some more on the Silmarillion. Um, with me, as always, is Greta. Greta, how are you? I'm well, John. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good. Um, yeah, so, Greta. Nope. The answer is no. What? I haven't read your book yet. Oh, okay. But I did write some haikus. Good. Oh, awesome. I was going to... That's my very next question. Um, you know, before we jump into that, um, we actually have some very, very important business, um, a very important... Um, well, shall we say glaring oversight to correct? Oh my, that yes. sounds ominous. Yes, well, it feels ominous, as even as I say it. Um, so I was recently contacted by um, a gentleman um, who you can see his comment actually on the uh, on the um, episode nine podcast of Thingle and Milion. Um, so he informed me, he kindly informed me that um, he was also, he loves the podcast and he's a Wayne's World fan as well, a child of the 90s, I believe was yeah. his uh, was his words. That's, yeah, a teen, and I think he said, a teen he, in the 90s. Yes, a teen in the 90s. 
mm-hmm. as as were we. And so he really loved the Wayne's World references. And um, uh, so he he commented that we had forgotten to mention or you know make reference to the fact during the Thingle and Melian episode. I, I can never feel like I can say her name right. Melian. Melian. Mel, Melian. I don't know, but that uh, Melian. Sounds pretty. Yeah. That's uh, okay. Um, I get corrected on these pronunciations sometimes by uh, a thirteen-year-old, so you know I have to make sure I get them right. So, um, yeah, another listener to the to the podcast. Um, so, so this this particular listener though um, said that he was really surprised listening to this episode that we didn't point out um, the the scene in which Wayne. Wait, I wrote a haiku about this. Oh, you want to read the haiku then? I do. Okay. Can I? Okay. Is, is the world ready for this? I don't know. Right. I, I kind of got on a roll, and I, I couldn't resist. Oh, man. Um, now, I want everybody to know that, that this is probably my first attempt at haiku since... Uh-huh. Um, when was the last time I would have been required to write them in school? Maybe... Probably, elementary like... Elementary school? Meh, probably high school. You think high school? Yeah, if your high school was worth anything. Yeah. Would have had you writing haikus every day, man. I guess that's probably true. Yeah. Doesn't speak well of my school, but anyway, so keep that in mind. I haven't written haikus in quite a while, but here's here is my uh, here is my response to the glaring oversight brought up by our kind listener. All right, <clears throat> let me clear my throat. Alone in the woods, Elway sees a glowing face. Whoa, she's a babe. Swing. Nice. Okay. <laughs> I didn't count that though. Let's see. Alone. So, read it again. Alone in the woods. That's five. Alone, alone in the woods. Okay. That's right. Five. Yeah, five. Right. Okay. Elway. Elway. Sees. Sees. A. A. Glowing. Glowing. Face. Face. Okay. Seven. Whoa, she's a babe. Swing. Excellent. <laughs> yes. Well done. Yes. Well done, Greta. Thank you. Party on, Greta. Party on, Garth. Yeah, party on. I meant party, party on, John. Party on, Wayne. Party on, <laughs> yes. Good job. Um, so, yes, you need to go click the link and see this reference. Um, but basically, it was the scene in which Wayne, in the first Wayne's World movie, when uh, Wayne first sees Cassandra, his future girlfriend, mm-hmm. uh, playing bass on the stage. Yep. And, uh, you know, it actually plays that old uh, classic rock song, Whoa, Dream Weaver. Yeah. Um, it has, like, the glowing effect around her. So it's just, like, the perfect reference. Yeah, I really I couldn't is. believe that I had not caught that. So, um, you know, I think part of it maybe was I was kind of unsure about the whole Wayne's World references thing. I was like... <laughs> I was like, I really don't want people to like get tired of that. So, but now that he has written back and said how much mm-hmm. he loves that, and no one else has told me otherwise, I think we're going to pretty much do a Wayne's World reference mm-hmm. in every episode from here on out. So we will do our best. Yes, to do at least one. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I should have just known that from the very beginning, basically, like that we should do a Wayne's World reference in yeah, every episode. Mm-hmm. So, failure. Well, many on my thanks, part. many thanks to uh, our listener, to Jared. Jared, yes. uh, who brought that to our attention, because yes. that, that really was absolutely perfect. Absolutely. And I think I'm speaking for both of us when I say we wish we had thought of it first. Yes. So good job. 
Good on you. Did we did we start doing the haiku thing because of that part in the movie in, in the Wayne's World movie where Garth says something and then like yes, like, I think that's whoa, Garth, that was a haiku. I don't know if that's why we started, but yeah. if not, that's kind of a cool coincidence. All right, well, it is kind of a cool coincidence. It is kind of a cool it's all coming together. It is. It's all making all starting to make sense. We need sense to rewatch now. those movies this weekend so we can do our next episode right with the references. True, true. We need mm-hmm. to get really schooled on those we references do. and like watch all the old SNL skits mm-hmm. for Wayne's World as yep. well. We could maybe even dress up in our costumes while we watch them. Uh, I don't have my costume anymore. Well, we could get new ones. It's easy for you. All you have to do is put on a black T-shirt and jeans. <laughs> And a black hat. Yeah, that says Wayne's World. That's true. We made one of those. We made one. Yeah, we got a we got a black hat, and then we got like a white marker. Yeah, and wrote Wayne's World on it. It was totally cheesy and cheap, but it worked. It it looked really nice. I mean, your costume looked awesome. Mine was a little just because I don't really have the same body type as Wayne as Garth, but yeah. um, But you look you looked at the part perfectly because your hair was like you have the dark hair, perfect Mm -hmm. length for Wayne and everything Mm -hmm. like that. So it's kind of strange how well you play that part. You're making me feel uncomfortable, Well, John. sorry. Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so, we need to talk, though, about um, about this chapter. Mm-hmm. So, chapter five. Um, Let's do it. So, you shared, you shared mm-hmm. a haiku. Did I you did. want to share a haiku about this chapter now? That was kind of about this chapter, because there's a little bit about, like, it repeats a little bit about that particular scene in this chapter. But did you have another one specifically about this chapter? Um, actually, I have two. Yeah, go ahead. We'll do one, and then I'll do one. Okay, sweet. We'll have a, a haiku... Haiku off. Haiku off. Yeah. That's it. Maybe if people want to come vote on what the best haiku was, they're welcome to. Or submit your own haikus, and we'll read them on the air. Yeah, I like the idea of voting, too, though. I, I we, You can definitely submit your own, and we'll read them on the air. You have such an unfair advantage on me, though. No, like, but that's, but you don't understand. It's it's not... Why? Because I have a master's in English? Yes, that's exactly why. Well, okay, but but here's the thing. like, Poetry is not about how smart you are. It's about it's about the genius of the poetry, and I promise you mm. that there are people with far less formal education out there who could write far better poetry than I can. Okay. Yeah. So, just all right, fine. Yeah. So we should definitely. Not, I don't feel. I want to hear what people think. I want to hear if there's any votes. So I don't feel as intimidated now, but I, I feel a little bit like I I played my ace already. Okay, well, that one's pretty good. Um, I mean, that counts, so they can vote for that one. So, okay. Yeah. So I'm, like, looking at my other ones, and they, and they seem pretty lame. Well, let's just go with them. Mine seem pretty right. lame, too, so. Okay. Do you want to go first? You go first. No, I already you... shared one. Okay. All right. <clears throat> now, this is about chapter... Chapter five. Five. Yeah. All right, everybody get in their haiku mood. Can All you right. say it again? Because I don't know how to pronounce the chapter name. Of Eldamar and the Princes of the Eldalier. Okay. Eldalier. That's a fun word to say. It is a fun word. Okay. All right, here we go. Haiku one. The sea calls. Olmo moves an island while under stars, Elway dreams dark light. Hmm. While Elway dreams dark light. Okay. Yeah. There we go with Elway again. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, mine's a little similar. Mine is um, floating on the waves. Ulmo sails the Eldar home on an island ship. Hmm. Nice. Thanks. Good job. All right. Um, here's my here's my second one. All right. Vanyar ascend, while Noldor ride and mine, sing to Larry of the sea. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Good way to help us remember all the different 
groups of elves. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't keep them all straight, so I didn't include names in mine. Yeah. Um, all right, here's my haiku, too. Living long away, desperate for reunion, swans liberate elves. Hmm. Nice. That's pretty good. Is that pretty good? I think so. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I I was um, I gotta admit this chapter was a little hard for me. Um, it seemed like again a lot more background, mm-hmm. not a whole lot of action, just more setting the stage. Yeah. And um. I was I was trying hard. Yeah, not a lot of action. Straight. I mean, they only moved an entire island to move some people across the sea. That's not much action, I know. Sorry. Well, I mean, it happened like it's kind that. Kind of boring. You know, I mean, you know, but when know. you're he talking about like Melkor smashing stuff, you yeah. know. So you're saying and being basically dragged just... away by Tulkis. I yeah. mean, you can't get much more exciting than that. Yeah. Um. So when I anyway, what I was trying to say was that. Um, with the uh, with my haikus, um, I was really I, I went for um, I wanted to to write my haiku on what I felt um, I, I what what events gave me the clearest visual pictures. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. So I loved the visual picture of El, of Ulmo up uprooting an island. Yeah. And like pulling it across the sea. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. And then I believe that um, the swans pulling the ships of the Teleri, mm-hmm. that is um, in Evans. He has a picture of that in his graphic novel, doesn't he? Right. So um, that final scene, and I think there's a couple of other instances of it in there as well, but this is Evan Palmer, the artist we interviewed for um, I think episode eight, seven, something like that. Somewhere in there, yeah. um, right. it was uh, he. He's the guy that made the Inalindale graphic novel, which you can see for free if you go to his site, which you can find on our web. A link to it on our website. Um, yeah, the Swan. Sh- so um, uh, yeah, there's a Swan ship and a few different. Um, right. So that's when they mentioned there, swans yeah. in there pulling <clears> the ships. Right. I was like, oh, that's what that was about. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it was. You know, it's just a neat picture again to think of the beautiful, graceful swans. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking just too how long the Teleri had been away from their kin, and now they're, you know, going back to be reunited with them. Mm-hmm. Riding, kind of the warm, riding swans. Riding swans. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of give me the warm fuzzies. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Sweet. You know, I did a leaf by niggle one too, because I couldn't remember if we had talked about doing that or not. But I you know, I haven't written topic. my leaf by niggle ones yet, so okay. maybe we need to save those for another. All right, yeah, let's save that. Yeah, cool. I feel like I could do a lot about leaf by niggle. Yeah, I feel like I could. Maybe we just do. need a new need to do a whole like um, like bonus episode leaf by niggle episode on just leaf by niggle haikus. Leaf <laughs> by niggle haikus. <laughs> um, just take it like page by page and have a haiku right. about each. Yeah, because that's pretty fact. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, well, we'll see. Let's do that. Let's mull that one over. All right, well, All anyway, right. for now, back to the elves. Yeah, let's, so let's talk about Chapter 5. Um, <clears throat> so we start out, and the elves are kind of hanging out on the shores of Beleriand at the mouth of the river Sirion, right? So if yep. you look at your map there in the back, um, can you find that there? Slowly but surely. No, the, the very back. The very back. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I meant can you find the river, not, not can you find the map. 
John, <laughs> like, it's me you're talking to. You're Come like, on now. Slowly but surely, I'll find that map. <laughs> Give me enough time. <laughs> I was just looking this hole in the I old... I just couldn't find it on my phone. I was looking in Google Maps, and I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Google Valerian. I wonder if Google, if you Googled Valerian and Google Maps, if it would come up. I hope it would. Don't don't do it right now. Okay. <laughs> you got me curious. Yeah, I know. But yes, I have the map now. We'll do a bonus episode on that. I'm, I'm googling <laughs> googling different places in, in, Middle, in Earth. Middle Earth and seeing if they actually show up. See if they Maps. actually show up on Google Maps. Um, that would be pretty awesome. And if not, you could put that on your to do list to develop a, um, a a Tolkien version of Google Maps. Right. Right. <laughs> Yes. I want to go to there. That's, Tell me, Google, how do I go? That's kind of a that's kind of a really good idea, man. Yeah. And you know, it's the haikus—they got my creative juices. If forward. only, if only, things like that had the ability to make money in this world, the world would be. A you great don't think place. that could make money? You don't think people would pay for? A I'm sure game? I could figure out. I'm sure somebody could figure out a way to make money off of it. I mean, you know, if you had enough time and resources, but. Well, but then again, you'd have to get the rights probably you'd to have do to get it the too. So and, yeah, 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 that might be a lot yeah. of well, work. All right, but, but I did so, find the map in the book. Good. Did you find the mouth of the river Sirion? Um, not yet. I found the. I found lots of other rivers. Is it in the, the east or the west? Well, it's in the east because, or I'm, I'm sorry, in the west because it's hitting the sea, right? The mouth. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Um. What was the name of the river again? Sirion. Sirion. Yep, I got it. Yep. Yeah, there you go. I got it. Well, so that's where they're like hanging out. That's where the elves are hanging out, basically, mm-hmm. at the beginning of this chapter. Mm-hmm. And um. Uh, and they they hang out, they hang out there for a while, and then finally, um. Uh. Olmo basically has counsel with the Valar and and um, and figures out that he's going to, in order to move this you know massive group of people across the the great ocean, he's going to uproot this island as we as we spoke about. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the first time through, only the Valar or only the Vanyar and the Noldor make it. Right. right? Only the Vanyar and the Noldor. Actually participate in this, mm-hmm. and all of them do. All of them, all of them make this journey. All of the Van Vanyar and all the Noldor. Right. The Teleri had the opportunity, didn't they? They did, but what was the deal with them? They didn't want to leave because they were still hoping to find Elway, right? Well, that's part of it. Um, uh, but they also love the seas, and they loved like oh, the sound of the yeah, sea, the water and so they didn't. And the waves, yeah. Part of them didn't want to depart the shore, mm-hmm. and. Also, you had Ose doing a little bit of, um, you know, remember Ose? He's he's yeah. Olmo's Maiar, right? And he's but he's he he and Olmo have a, have kind of a tense relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Remember, if mm-hmm. you remember that from yes. Balaquinta, yeah. Um, Ose doesn't always see eye to eye with Olmo, and right. so in this case, he really likes he Ose is kind of like his dominion under Olmo is the are like the shorelands of Middle Earth. Right. And so he really likes the Teleri, having the Teleri on the shorelands of Middle Earth to sing, because they sing beautiful music. Um, so, um, okay. so, you know, there's kind of this tension going on, and Ose instructs them in the ways of beautiful music. Um, 
you know, they, they hang out, they stay behind for, for a time. Um, and so he breaks it down. Eventually they do come, but he breaks it down and he mentions, he mentions two groups of Teleri that never actually do make it over, even though most of the Teleri eventually leave. Do you remember who they were? Um, so the first we already know was like Thingol's, Elway, Elway's people, right? right Elway's yeah. group. Um, and they're called the, um, oh, where's the name? Uh, oh, I had it written down somewhere. Um, the Eglath, the Eglath, Eglath, the Forsaken People. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, the desire of Amon was ever in their hearts, even though they would not, even though they did not ever go, the desire of Amon was ever in their hearts. Right. And in a way, they had a little taste of Amon because of Elway, who, who had been there already, right? He had been there once, had come right. back. And they had Melian, right, as their queen, who was a Maiar, mm. is a Maya, and so had seen, had been in the presence of the light of Valinor for a long time. What's really inter- what what happened to Elway when he spent all a bunch of time in the presence of um, of Melian? Do you remember? Like how did how did he change? Oh, he he basically um, he became to to resemble like one of the Maya, right? Like didn't he? It says that he had like really long silver hair. And... Yeah, there at the bottom of page fifty eight. Yeah, um, it says his people gathered about him in joy when he finally did show up. So it's about time, man. I mean, you're looking pretty good, but by the way, we missed the boat. Um, <laughs> so uh, his people gathered around him in joy, and they were amazed. For fair and noble as he had been, now he appeared, as it were, a lord of the Maiar. Mm-hmm. His hair is gray silver, tallest of all the children of Iluvatar, and a high doom was before him. There's that word doom. Doom. Yes. Um, yes, high doom is very much before him. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and so... And so Elway and um, and his people, the Egloth, stay behind and, and establish a kingdom eventually in um, in Beleriand. Right. Um, and then there's one other group of people that stay behind. Do you remember mm. who that was? It's actually a little bit further up. Uh, I don't remember. Was it the um, oh the Falothrim? Ph- yes. Yeah. Falothrim. Ph- um, I think that's how you say that. So the elves of Falas, right? Um, <clears throat> and then their their lord is Círdan the shipwright. Right. What's really interesting about him is he is a Lord of the Rings figure. Oh, he see. actually exists I in Lord of the Rings. I recognize that name. Um, he is the he is like the Lord of the Grey Haven. So you remember that the place where uh, Frodo and Bilbo and Gandalf and everybody depart. From Middle Earth to go over to Valinor, to go into the West. You remember oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. very end. Yes, yes. Well, that's Círdan's realm that they that they travel mm-hmm. to in order to make that voyage. Okay. Right? And so okay. he he kind of is the gatekeeper for the seas to go over to into the West. I see. Right. Okay. okay. Um, so he doesn't play a huge role in it, um, but he is actually one of the possessors um, up to a certain point of one of the Elvish rings. Actually, okay. later okay. on. So. Um. So you know, a fairly you know fairly important figure doesn't play a huge role in anything, but he is he is a a known figure. Um. Mm-hmm. So you know that that sets the stage. That's that's what happens with the with the Vanyar, the Noldor, 
and um, and the Tulare. Um, so why don't we? I think let's pause there, and we'll take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back and we'll finish up the chapter. Sound good? Sounds perfect. All right, let's do it. Do you know the tale that Tolkien called the kernel of the Middle Earth mythology? Baron and Luthien is the story of an outlaw mortal and an elvish princess tasked with obtaining a Silmaril, one of the holy jewels of the Blessed Realm, from the Iron Crown of the Dark Lord Morgoth. In my new book, Tolkien's Requiem, I explore the legend of these doomed lovers. In doing so, I aim to provide a backdoor into the world of the Silmarillion for those who have struggled to give it a go. One of Tolkien's greatest achievements, the story of Baron and Luthien, deserves to be as well known as The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Get your copy of Tolkien's Requiem today by visiting truemyths.org slash baron. That's truemyths.org slash b-e-r-e-n. Happy reading! Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right, and we're back. Um, okay, so when we left off, the um, the peoples had the Vanyar and the Noldor had made the trip on the island on the island ship across the mm-hmm. Great Sea over to Amman. Yeah, what's um, the name of that sea again that they travel over? You know, because I can't tell it's from the map. Belagair. Um, Belagair. Belagair. Maybe. Hold on, let me see what that translates to. Um, the Great Sea, as I was referring to. I just don't to. see it on the map. That's why I'm confused. See these big letters right here? Oh. Yeah. I was looking in the wrong <laughs> the direction. Giant letters. You were, you were looking bad. at Google Maps again, weren't you? <laughs> Darn it! Uh, I'll get it straight one of these days. All right. Um, All right, yeah, so the Noldor and the... <laughs> The Vanyar. Vanyar. Vanyar have um, been pulled across the sea on an island by Ulmo. Right. Right. And then the Teleri stay behind. Right. Now, before we get back to the Teleri, um, it talks a little bit about what happens with the Vanyar and the Noldor over in Amman when they get there. Okay. Right. So you get... um, uh, first of all, the island gets a name, which is, do you know what the name is? I don't. Well, it's written in there. I know. I told you this chapter was hard for me. Okay. Yeah, it's it's kind of a difficult chapter if you never I read really, it before. I really, I um, I had a really hard time figuring out what was what. <laughs> Lots of new names going Lots on. Lots of new names. Yes. Um, Tol Arasea. I was gonna say that the Lonely Isle. Well, then, darn it, say it. I didn't know how to pronounce it. Reach on out there and take a chance. All right. The Lonely Isle. Mm-hmm. 
Good. Yes, the Lonely Isle. Um, it was not moved again. That's right. I thought that was funny that they had they had to specify that like the island wasn't moved again. Right. Right. It was where it was going to stay. They 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 just tossed anchor, and they're like, okay, oh well, no, that's that's good enough. You don't need to be pulling around any more islands. That's right. We're we're good right here. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop pulling around islands. That's weird. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're making us uncomfortable. <laughs> we're starting to get a little seasick. Yes. Needs to stop. Um, right. Yeah, and and you know one little. One little sort of touching thing is um, this little bit where Fenway, um, who do you know who Fenway is? Yeah, he's a. Isn't he um, Elway's brother? No, I don't think. Well, they're not brothers because I don't think they have. I, I think they're like first, the first generation. Well, he's not of the guy that took over for Elway then. So in a way, I guess they're brothers, but not like not like brothers from the same mother or something like that. You know, like they're just right. They're just like the They're first generation from, of elves. from different mothers. Well, I don't even know if they have mothers. Okay. It's all very mysterious. Very mysterious. Well, he's another king, right? Of the... He's another elvish Yes, king. he is. Of the who? Of the Noldor. Of the Noldor, that's right. That was a good guess. Yeah, do you know who the um, the king of the Vanyar is? Do you remember? Of the Vanyar. Um, uh, it ends with an A, I think. Doesn't it? Uh yeah, but I don't remember. I like all of the king's names. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know how it ends. I just don't know what, how it. What oh, it's at the it starts with something and ends with an A. Yep, that's it. And it ends with a way, um, Ingve. Yeah. Oh, it's, is it's, it Olway? No, no, it's it's oh. Ingve. Olway is the other is the king of the Teleri now. Right, because Elway didn't. Oh, he's the guy that took over for Elway. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, so Ingve is the king of Ingwe. I don't know if you say Ingwe or Ingve. I, I think I'm. I think I don't know. That's. I want to say Ingve because I feel like for some reason I feel like I need to say the W as a V in this case. In mm-hmm. that case. Okay. But maybe it's just Ingwe. Okay. Um. So anyway, um, uh, it's touching because Fenway is basically disappointed that um, Elway will not be making the journey and that he's never going to see him again, right? So except it says, in the hall of except Mandos. in the halls of Mondos, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah. and the Teleri abode there um, as they wished under the stars of heaven, and yet with inside of Amon and the deathless shore. Okay, mm-hmm. so they they are hanging out on the lonely island, um, and everybody else is are is like in the land. So there's no map of this. So that's where the Teleri the are. But if you look in that, yeah. All right, so so this I, I I was wrong. So the 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 Teleri at this point have actually made the journey. Okay, but they don't get all the way. They basically get right up to the shore of Amman on the lonely mm-hmm. island. Okay, and. Um, and they just stop there because they don't want to finish the journey because they're they don't want to have to leave the sea behind, right? Right, right. Because yeah. uh, they, they love the sea torn. too much. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they're like within sight of Amon and the Deathless right. Shore, but they're but they are not ready to make to completely finish the journey. And what's the result of that? Of the of them not of them being still separated from the Vanyar and the Noldor. Do you remember? It says there at the bottom of uh, the first chapter on or first paragraph on fifty nine. Yeah, uh, what does that mean? Sundering of their speech. Does that mean they're... Is it, uh, and by that long sojourn apart in the Lonely Isle was caused the sundering of their speech from that of the Vanyar and the Noldor. 
Is that what you were getting at? Yeah. What does that mean, the sundering of their speech? So sundering just means like the breaking apart. Like, like so they don't Which have one. means that their language was different. Yeah, they don't have one language anymore. I see. Yeah. Okay. So, so they couldn't communicate in the way that they were used to communicating. That's correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they're no longer able to um, just speak to each other right. um, in the same language. Um, and, you know, whenever that happens... There's always a tension, right? When oh, yeah. you know, whenever there's a breakdown in communication, there's a language barrier. Yeah. There's always um, problems that arise from that. Mm-hmm. So maybe mm-hmm. a slight bit of foreshadowing there. Mm. Um, Let me ask you a quick question yeah. before we get too much further. I was a little, I was wondering. Um, now I know we talked about this a little bit before, but is it Osei? Osei is. Um, you mean almost. Um, yeah, almost vassal. Yeah. Osei. Um, he it says he called to them, meaning the host of Olway, which mm-hmm. are the Toleri, right? That Osei called to them, and and they knew his voice, and he begged Ulmo to stay their voyage. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ulmo granted their request. Like, why? What was his deal? Like, why? Why did he not want the Toleri to go? Why did he do that? Because it wouldn't the Toleri have have made it all the way if. If Osei hadn't begged, I'm sorry. Where are you? Where, where did you read this? Uh, the bottom of page fifty-eight, that, the beginning of that first paragraph. Now Osei followed after the host of Olway, and when they were come to the Bay of Eldamar, which is Elvenholm, he called to them, and they they knew his voice and begged Olmo to stay their voyage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and at his bidding, Osei made fast the island and rooted it to the foundations of the sea. Yeah. Right. So that's why they didn't make it all the way. Right. Because right? Osei intervened. Right. Why? That seemed a little selfish to me. I didn't like that he did that. Um, that Osei did that? Yeah. Well, because that's what the Teleri wanted. Like, they weren't ready to, to completely finish the journey. So it right? was the Teleri's decision to not go all the way. Because the way I read it was that Osei, they were, the Teleri were ready to go all the way. Mm-hmm. And Osei was like, no, no, Olmo, don't let them leave. I love them too much. I'll be lost without them. Yeah, because it says, there the Teleri abode as they wished under the stars of heaven. So that's what they wanted. Yeah. Okay, because I, I was a little annoyed with Osei, because I feel like he meddled where he shouldn't have meddled, and he was, that it was basically his fault that the Teleri uh-huh. didn't, that they were Well, I'm sure he played a part in it. I mean, okay. you know, I'm sure you maybe it's a little warranted to be... Um, you know, to to be upset at him, but but I don't know. He like it says, it's what the Teleri wanted. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so in a way, he was advocating for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting yeah. question. Um, so so now they're within the shot, the sight of the the two trees. Mm-hmm. Okay, or at least mm-hmm. the light of the two trees. Um, one one other interesting, another interesting Lord of the Rings related note here. Is you you remember the movie you know do you remember the movie or reading the books where um, you know the the Gondor the symbol of Gondor was like the white tree, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's the hint here, right? So, <coughs> excuse me. Down here at the bottom of page fifty nine, um, it talks about uh, the I believe it's the Vanyar or is it the Nold? No. Um, uh, it was Vanyar, yeah, it was the Vanyar, the Vanyar and the Noldor, yeah. yeah. All of the in all things of Nold of in Valinor, they loved most the White Tree. Yavanna made for them a tree like a lesser image of Telperion, save that it did not give light of its own being. 
uh, Galathilion, it was named in the Sindarin tongue. Uh, it was planted in the courts. So there's kind of a descent of different trees down to Nimloth, the white tree of Numenor. And mm-hmm. that Numenor is a second age of Middle-earth thing. Okay. Um, but it's it's what eventually um, Gondor and the, the kingdom of Gondor descends oh, from. Oh, I see. Okay. And that's why that symbol is there. So oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, so it's okay. it's a reference. It, it harkens back. That symbol harkens back to the to the two trees and specifically to, to Telperion. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting little note okay. there. Okay. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. I thought I was kind of... When I was reading um, that and then the paragraph above, I, I kind of had to chuckle at myself because, or chuckle to myself, um, because I felt like um, the, the 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 Valar were just like that. They you really got this picture that they were just there to please the elves. You know, mm-hmm. they were like, "Well, your wish is my command." You know, like um, they talked about how um, the Val the um, um, you know, once they the the Vanyar and the and the Noldor, um, you know, they they'd already given them like this amazing place to live, right? Mm-hmm. With I mean, just this, um, you know, beautiful flowers and you know all this stuff. But what they really wanted was to see the stars. Yeah. And so they're like, oh yeah, no problem. And they just like ripped like this hole, like in this, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then they built like this huge hill for them to live on. And, and then they're like, oh, you really like this white tree here? I'll build you one just like it. You know, mm-hmm. like I just really, I just thought, I thought that was, it was very endearing to me. Just, you know, the way the Valar, it just seemed like they were, they just wanted that they existed to fulfill the needs and the wants of yeah. the elves. Yeah, that is an interesting point. You think of the Valar as being superior yeah. beings to the elves. Um, but uh, but they really, yeah, they do have this attitude of of, ser- of servitude almost. You know, they like that they're, yeah. they're there to serve. Um, it's almost like that, you know, it's almost like the idea of, of servant leadership. I never really mm. thought of it in that way before, but... Um, yeah, it's almost it's almost like the Valar when they're at their best realize that they're there to serve right. everything in Middle Earth mm-hmm. and not the other way around. You right. know, like that's right. that's one of the temptations of power, right? That's that's mm-hmm. that was Melkor's problem is he viewed he views everything as as there to serve him and right. to further glorify him. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think the Valar can can maybe threaten to slip into that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I I think. Um, you know, I was thinking for a minute, like, you know, because there was that whole question about whether they should just leave the elves to live in Middle Earth and beautify it, or whether they should bring them over. And mm-hmm. um, I think we discussed that a few chapters ago. But, um, and I and I think some Valar advocated for leaving them, and some advocated for bringing them over. Right. Eventually, they brought right. them over because Melkor mm-hmm. was doing his was up to his right. They his dirty deeds, them. yeah. 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 Um, but anyway, that 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 again made me think of kind of the opposite too. It's like, are they almost being a little bit too? Are they like Aule? Are, are they all kind of doing things like Aule, where they they're so excited about the children of Iluvatar and they want to have these like little brothers and sisters to teach, and um, and they just keep they keep almost overstepping their bounds in a way, you know, mm-hmm. by by bringing them over when they really should leave them, right. you know, leave them be, right. Um, Maybe they're coddling them too much. But at the same time, Manwe, I think, asked basically asked Iluvatar. You know, he did his he did his Manwe thing and went right. and 
you know, meditated until he felt like he had the answer from Iluvatar, and then yeah, and that was the final answer there. So it, apparently, it's what Iluvatar wanted. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I just thought that was. Um, it just it kind of showed a different side mm-hmm. of the Valar. Yeah. Um, you know, just how how willing and they were to um, to just really create whatever. Yeah. The Vanyar, the Vanyar, the Noldor wanted. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so, um, so from here at the at the bottom of fifty nine, and then moving on, it starts to break down the um, different groups, mm-hmm. um, the different groups of elves, and speak a little bit more about each one of them, um, and and also kind of associate them with a particular um, with a particular Valar, Valar and Vala. Right. Um, yep. So Manwe and Varda loved most of the Vanyar, the mm-hmm. fair elves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Noldor were beloved of Aule, and he and his mm-hmm. people came often among them. Uh, great became their knowledge and their skill, yet even greater was their thirst for more knowledge. And in many things, they soon surpassed their teachers. Um, so, um, and then, of course, the Teleri um, already have kind of a um, an understanding with Olmo. Right. right, with Olmo yes. and mm-hmm. and you know especially with Ose apparently. Right. So it's you see that little correlation there with those three original of the most important Valar: mm-hmm. Olmo, Aule, and Manwe. Each of them has a particular group of elves they right. kind of latch onto. Right. Um, uh, now there's there's a nice little um, uh, note there at the bottom. So so what are the Noldor really like? What are the Vanyar really into? Actually, we might, not, we might not talk much I about I think we that just here. know that they're pretty. Yeah, we just know that they're fair. Mm-hmm. What are the Noldor really into? Um, they, uh, like Aule, they they like to create and they like to explore. They, um, it says that they, they uh, dug up gems, mm-hmm. right? And then they made things. Yeah. Out of the gems. So they made beautiful jewels and they were, uh, they were really great with words as well. So they were wordsmiths and okay. makers, right? right? So so you can think of them basically as makers, okay? Okay. Um, they are, um, you know, they, they, they made beautiful things. Yep. Um, and what it says there at the bottom is very important. They hoard at the bottom of that paragraph, they hoarded them not but gave them freely right. and by yeah. their labor enriched all Valinor. Mm-hmm. Valinor. Mm-hmm. So you see, like, initially they used these gifts for enrichment. Right. And it was about... Um, it was just about, you know, um, putting them everywhere. And I, later on, it actually says, um, I think it says something about the, like the, the, like the shores of the Teleri were just like strewn with, with beautiful jewels that the, yes, the Noldor yes. had given them. Um, yeah, they're just like, they're just like throwing gems at them. Yeah, these like... beautiful gems. So, you know, you just think about that, like it's, it's totally like, um, they're just, they're just, they just want to make beautiful things and then mm-hmm. give them to and everybody. And then share them, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, you know, very, very cool thought. Um, uh, now, and it also says right after that, the Noldor afterwards came back to Middle-earth, and this tale tells mostly of their deeds. Um, and so he goes into talking more about the Noldor and laying out who some of those, the different Noldor, Noldor are. Um, so that's important to note, though. As we move on, the story really becomes about the Noldor and mm, um, okay. and the things that they do 
um, and when they and eventually they come back to Beleriand and the things that they do over there. Right. Okay. Um, now Elway will eventually come back into the picture as well. Uh, we'll we'll talk about him more often as Thingol, um, but he comes back into the picture as do the Noldor. Okay. So Noldor again, who's their high king? Uh, Finway. Right, and who are his sons? Finway. He has. Um, let's see. Feanor mm-hmm. and Fingolfin and Finarfin. Finarfin. I thought that was a funny name. Finarfin. Finarfin. Yeah, why do you think it's funny? Because it sounds like it should be a verb. Like, yeah, I was just out, like, walking around, <laughs> Finarfin. Finarfin. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking some juice and Finarfin. Drink, drinking some juice and Finarfin. <laughs> Rolling down the street, Finarfin. Sipping on juice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something that, like that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be an interesting question. What would, um, if, if Finarfin were a verb, what would it mean? What would it there mean? There we go. Maybe a That's question a for question. our listeners. Yeah. Uh, so, if Finarfin were a verb, what would it mean? What I wonder if Finarfin actually has a meaning in the glossary. Um, if his name actually has a meaning or if it just says who he is. I just, um, well, I was wondering, while you're looking that up, um, I was wondering, why did they make the distinction that these two, these, uh, one of those sons was from one woman, and then the other two were from another. Well, is that important? Well, do you think it would be important? What do you, What do you think? Like, what? I, I'm thinking it must be because he took the time to note it. Yeah. But then again, Tolkien does seem to, you know, just like to. Yeah, I mean, I think I think stuff. just from a a liter like a literary like position whenever you note things like that I, th- I feel like um, it's a way of, of foreshadowing that foreshadowing. there's probably going to be problems okay. here you know yeah, I see um, you know I mean you think about just normal human relations like mm-hmm. whenever there's a family that you know the kids aren't all from the same mother there's going to be some increased weirdness there you know there's going to yeah. be some increased tension and you know they're not going to feel completely like kin you know yeah that's true okay um, okay yeah you know, so, ideally yeah. they would but like they they won't necessarily because because there exists like your mom is this person and your mom is this person right um, we don't know much about that story yet but it'll get we'll learn more about that story how that came to happen mhm mhm but you know you just think about it there's um you know there's always if 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 there's pos- there's different scenarios right maybe Maybe Fenway has two wives, and so there's going to be a case where one wife and child probably feel, or you know, one wife probably is not treated the same as the other wife, or feels yeah. like she's not treated the same as the other wife. Right. If it's a, I'm not saying that's true. In this case, if it's a case of one dying, right, then one is going to feel like my mother died, and now you're remarrying this other this other woman. You know. I see. Right. So there yeah, there's going to be some there. tension there. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, uh, and, and of course he marries the second wife is Endis the Vanyar of the Vanyar so he marries outside of the Noldor right oh yep yep um, as well yep. so um, okay. yeah so it says about Feanor he was the mightiest in skill so Feanor is a very important figure he is, he is very important Fingolfin and Finarfin play their own roles mm-hmm. um, 
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Um, but Fanor is the mightiest of of all in skill of word and of hand, more learned than his brothers, and his spirit burned as a flame. In fact, his name Fanor means fiery spirit. Right. Mm, that's um, I believe that's right. Let me double check that. Um. Oh, uh, let's see here. Um. Spirit of fire. Yes, spirit of fire. Mm. Um. Is he in Lord of the Rings at all? Fanor? Yeah. No. Okay. He, he might the name be, sounded a little His familiar. name might come up there, but he's not in it. I see. Okay. Um, gotcha. And so Fanor um, marries a Teleri. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, no, 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 Wait, no, I'm sorry. No, no, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, Fanor, no, no, Fenarfin. Um, Fenarfin marries a Teleri. I'm sorry. Right. Um, he marries Arwen, the swan maiden of Aqualande, Olway's daughter. Um, that's Arwen from Lord of the Wings. No, 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 not Arwen. That's, that's, oh. this is A. Arwen. A. Right? Arwen. Okay. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Arwen is the daughter of Elrond. Right? That's right. Elrond yes. is not around yet. I see. But I will fast forward real quick while on that note. Who is, who does come up? Galadriel. Galadriel, right? Galadriel yeah. is a Nold, is a Noldor. She right. is, she is of the Noldor. Um, and she is a daughter of, uh, or I'm sorry, a sister of, um, Fingolfin. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. She is a daughter of Finarfin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, so that's, that's where she, that's where she comes from. She, she goes way back even before Elrond, even before a lot of these other folks. Um, and it's interesting to note that she's she's like one of the only figures in Lord of the Rings. In fact, she may be the only one who has actually seen the light of Valinor, right? She's actually been in the presence of the light of Valinor, which is an interesting note about her. I think there's actually some other minor figures that that were in there, but, uh, but of course, you know, she's a major one. So you can understand why she's like so great in, in middle earth, right? Because she's been over here. Right. Um, uh, her hair was lit with gold as though it had caught in a mesh of the radiant the radiance of Laurelin. Okay. What so, is Laurelin again? Uh Laurelin is uh the gold tree. The gold tree. Yeah, okay. the gold tree. Okay. Yeah, Telperion is the silver tree, Laurelin is the gold tree. Okay. Um so uh it says back before that though, Feanor had seven sons, right? Methros, Maglor, uh Kelagorm, Caranthir, Kurufin. Um, Amrod and Amras. Um, 
and um, and again, they're they're very important too. They play a ma- they play a major role. They all eventually come back to Middle Earth. Okay. okay. So so basically, you have all these different figures who are going to be important later on in the story. Um, their names will come up again and again, um, and they they all begin with F. Yeah. Uh, for the most part. <laughs> or C. Actually, not all of them. Yeah. Uh, F or C. Yeah. They all begin with F or C. Um, few M's in there too. Few A's. So, but. You know, Fanor, Fingolfin, and um, and Finarfin. So, yeah. Yep. Well, I think Fingolfin could be a verb too. Hey, man, what you been up to? Just been Fingol- just been Fingolfin. See, you were about to say Finarfin. <laughs> no, I was, no, I was about to say just Golfin, but I, but I said Fingolfin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that works. I feel like it doesn't roll off the tongue as easily as Finarfin. Mm-hmm. Like Finarfin just sounds like. I mean, it, it sounds. Like some like an awesome way to to uh, to spend your day. <laughs> to spend yeah, your day. To spend your day. Dude, it's to- like chillaxing, <laughs> right. but to the next level. To the next chillaxing, to the next level. Chillaxing squared would be finarfin. Dude, I totally was just finarfin today. Does that sound like something Wayne and Garth would would say? Yeah, I guess. I think it yeah. does. Yeah. Hey, hey Garth, let's go do some finarfin. Yeah. Man, stop finarfin around. We got yeah. some work to do. Right. Yeah. Okay, okay, fine. Were you talking to me? No, no. I was oh. just like trying to. I was. I was trying to use it. I'm trying to like envision using it in another sentence. So. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm trying to think of fingolfin. Like fingolfin sounds sounds like it's like an awesome sport, you know. That's just because it's golf in the word. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me think of dolphins. Yeah, dolphins playing golf. Exactly. Dolphins playing golf. Fin golfing. There you go. That's it. They're using their fins and they're hitting golf balls. Yes, exactly. In the wide open seas. That's That's what it is. Fin golfing is the dolphin form of golf. Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of interesting names, uh, did you notice another interesting name for a place? For a place. One one kind of unfortunate unfortunate name for a place. Uh, Felagund? No, 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 no. No? Uh, I don't think I did. Tyrion upon... Huh? Tuna. Oh, Tyrion tuna. upon Tuna, Is yeah. Is that how you say that? I think so. Okay, because that's how I said it in my head, and I was like, that can't be right. That can't be right. How else would Hulk you think to say it? I'm for that. Um, well, because of that little accent over the U... Mm-hmm. Kind of, through, I was, I was wondering if it's supposed to be like, uh, tana or like I'm trying to think of the different sounds that you can make without saying its name. It's like, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm looking back here at the notes on pronunciation. Um, and names like Hurin, Turin, Tuna should be pronounced ooh. So. Tuna. So it is tuna. It is tuna. Yeah. It's tuna. Very much tuna. It's like the big tuna. Yeah. So. Um, so if you you know if we look at that, they've each got their own their own little abode. Each group has its own little abode there. Right. In yeah. in Amon. Um, the if Vanyar, we say each little group, we're talking about the Vanyar and the Noldor, Noldor and the Teleri. And the Teleri, right? Yeah. Okay. The Vanyar. Um, the the Vanyar and Noldor originally. Um, start out um, on where is it? 
Man, so many names, and I'm just oh. totally, I'm totally losing this one here. Um, it's basically like, they basically start out in this place that's uh, <coughs> almost like a small version of um, of Monway's Tower. Um, where is it? I can't believe I can't find it. I thought I had it earlier. Well, anyway, it'll come to me. Um, so, um, the Teleri, of course, get Alcolande, which is the haven of the swans. <coughs> and then eventually, the Vanyar get kind of tired of just hanging out in their little elf home in Amon, and they decide just to go hang, go live with Monway. Right. Right. <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah, they go even further, and they're just like, you know what, we're just going to go live with Monway and hang out with Monway because he's the coolest. Right. Um to go knock on his door. I mean, like, hey, you know, like you're like the king of the Valar and everything, but uh, hey, can we crash here, please? Yeah, forever. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know we're For, mortal, uh, right? So forever. it's going to be a long time. Dude, we we heard this place was totally phenarfin. <laughs> <laughs> you just use it as an adjective. I did just use it as an adjective. Oh man, yeah. I don't know if I like it better as an adjective or a verb. Man, it's great living here with Monway. We just spend all day fin golfing. <laughs> <laughs> They can't fin golfin because they're not dolphins. Oh yeah, the Teleri spend all day fin golfin. That's right, because they're yeah. the they're the sea people. Golfin with dolphins. Or they watch fin golfin. Yeah, they watch fin golfin. They watch fin golfin. Well, why couldn't the Vanyar watch fin? They watch fin golfin while fin arfin. <laughs> <laughs> and wheezing juice. <laughs> that was an Encino man. I don't want Encino man. Yeah. Clinton. Oh, I'm getting my uh, I'm getting my movies mixed up. Yeah, stop wheezing the juice. Stop Stop using the juice. And my buzz. Yeah. That's something else that, that you definitely don't want to do while you're finarfing is harsh somebody's buzz. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> Neither. All right. Um, okay. All right. I, I, I think I might need to make this explicit. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> oh, we haven't been that bad. Yeah, I don't know. I do think it's very I'm funny, I'm just afraid though. of getting shut down by the by the language. The language police uh, uh, with all our bad pronunciations, you mean? <laughs> right. Where <laughs> <laughs> did we make to it? Did we uh, did we poke a little too much fun at Tolkien's names? Is that the problem? That's right. Yeah. I'm sorry, dude. If you're gonna name one of your guys Finarfin, you gotta see it coming. You just got to. Well, if you're gonna name a place, Tuna. Tuna, I mean, exactly, yeah. and Mount Doom. I Mount mean, Doom. Come on. Yeah, you gotta give him credit though for all the other awesome names he came up with. Oh, totally. So, I mean, when you when you have as many names, to I mean, come he up was with, probably he was probably up late at one late one night, and he was just kind of like, oh, man, I've been writing for like days, and I've just been coming up with name after name. I don't know. Whatever. We'll just call this one tuna. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just done. I'm spent. I'm done. I have no more names. No more cool names today? left in me. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah tuna. tuna. That sounds like a good sounds name. Like a good name. Let's do that. Done. Yeah. Done and done. Put that one on the press. Yes. Um, now I did. I did think it was very funny that the um, was it the the van the yeah, the Vanyar just were like, forget this. Like we're just gonna go chill with Monway. Mm-hmm. I just think that was really. I thought that was very funny. Yeah. That, um, that they would. That they. You know. And it shows too that relationship. I think. Oh, Durr! They live in Tyrion upon Tuna. Why couldn't I think of that? Good grief! Yes, we were just that's where they live. talking about that forever. I know. For some reason, I thought it was a different name, but that's right. Yeah. So yeah, and then they the Vanyar. So there it is. The bottom of sixty one. They forsake Tuna. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> I wrote that down. Just like my notes. children have forsaken tuna yeah. for Evs. They forsake. Hey, Mom, what are we having for dinner? We're having Tyrion upon Tyrion. <laughs> no, we no. have forsaken that. We're forsaken that. Yeah. Um, and then old Noldor comes up and is like, oh, I love Tyrion upon Tyrion. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take some of that. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, Tolkien. We're making fun of your your names here. I feel bad because I love Tolkien so much. Um, we, you know what? That's a way. He probably had darn good reasons for naming it this, and we sound like complete idiots right now. We probably do, but we're having a good time. We're having a good time. You gotta have a little fun with this sometimes, because I mean, it's you know, it's especially with this chapter, where it's just like blah blah blah, name here, name there, and Jehoshaphat begat so and so, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's not that bad. It's I mean, there's still some stuff. You know, yeah, no, it it could be worse, but it's um, it's I, I gotta admit, it's a bit of a letdown after reading about Fingal and Melion. Yeah. Because that was just like... Shwing. You know, mo- exactly. Yeah. You can't get better than shwing. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, the the Vanyar... For- <laughs> I don't know if he'll say it. But they forsake their old home, and then they go hang with Manwe. Right. That's cool. Yeah. And then where are the Noldor? At, they, they abode with uh, Manwe at the feet of Manwe upon Tanaquetl. So, t- Manwe p- must be pretty tall. No, I think that just means, like, hanging out with him. Probably Finarfin. That's just a way of saying. Yeah, Finarfin, just Finarfin. Finarfin, Monway. Hey, what you guys up to? I don't know, just Finarfin. Just Finarfin. Yeah. Where are the Noldor now? So the Noldor um, remain in Tyrion upon Tuna. Um, they, they do stay there. But it says Fanor and his sons abode seldom in one place for long, but traveled far and wide upon the confines of Valinor, going even to the borders of the dark and the cold shores of the outer sea, seeking the unknown. So... Fan, there's a restless streak in Feanor. Yeah, you know, he's just not content just to hang mm-hmm. out in Amon. Yep. Um, he wants to make stuff and he wants to go journeying and yeah, he's he's just restless. Um, it says often they were guests in the halls of Aule, um, but Kelagorn went rather to the house of Orome, right, the writer, and there he got great knowledge of birds and of beasts and of all their tongues. And I really like this part. He says. Um, for all living things that are or have been in the kingdom of Arda, save only the fell and evil creatures of Melkor, lived then in the land of Amon. And there also were many other creatures that have not been seen upon Middle-earth, and perhaps never now shall be, since the fashion of the world was changed. Mm. Right? I thought that was cool that there's like all these other creatures that will never be seen because the fashion of the world has changed. Now, um, how, was, how has it been changed? Because of what Melkor did? Or because of... Right. Leaving islands or what? Well, there's still more to come, right? So, so it's, it's again another like foreshadowing, yeah. like a right. like a transitional thing, right? Um, well, let me. I don't think we, I know we mentioned this when I read my haiku, but we didn't talk about the Teleri. Are we going to go back? Yeah. Well, what what did you have to say about the Teleri? Um, I was just wanted to say that um, that they because when we left when we last left them they had stopped right. Osei had intervened and they were kind of got right way but then stopped and they could see everything right right um but they didn't want to leave the sea so they stopped but then uh i guess a long time uh it says through a long age they dwelt on their lonely isle right mm-hmm. um then they were torn between the love of music of the wa- they were torn between the love of the music of the waves upon their shores and the desire to see again their kindred and to look upon the, the splendor of valinor but in the end, the desire of the light was the stronger. 
right. along that line. I thought that was really the desire of the, the light desire was the stronger. Of the light was the stronger. The light of, of Valinor, right? Right, in the light of the two trees. Yeah, yeah. the light of the yeah. two trees. And so, um, Ulmo, um, he submitted to the will of the Valar, and he, he sends Ose, mm-hmm. right, his vassal. Right. Says, hey, we need to we need to let these people finish their journey. Right. Yes. They're ready. Um, and this and so he it says though he though grieving oh say though grieving taught them the craft of shipbuilding. Um, so again, there's that servant, you know, leadership kind of coming through where he was like, okay, I don't like this, um, but it's what's best for right. Larry, who I love. So I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna help them do this. Right. So they build their ships and then the. The swans drew the white ships over the windless sea, and at last they came to Amon. Mm-hmm. Um, and the shores of Eldamar. The shores of Eldamar. Yep. And that's where they have Aqualande, which is their home. So they're still kind of on the shores. Um, they don't. They don't go up. They don't move inland as far as the as Noldor far as and the Vanyar do. Right. Um, so they they kind of have the best of both worlds for them because they're mm-hmm. still at the sea, um, but. Um, um, and I think they, I think, does it say they still go to sea? Um, um, yeah. yeah, anyway, I, th- I think they still do. I think they have their, you know, they have their ships, but, um, uh, they, you know, they, they can see Tyrion upon Tuna and the, the crystal stairs of Tyrion mm-hmm. upon Tuna. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of them sailed, uh, most of them sailed in their swift ships on the waters of the Bay of Elvenholm or walked in the waves upon the shore with their hair gleaming in the light beyond the hill. Many jewels the Noldor gave them, opals and diamonds and pale crystals, which they strewed upon the shores and scattered in the pools. Marvelous were the beaches of Elende in those days. Yeah, that's what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, sounds like a pretty sweet place. Yeah, I mean, a shore that's littered with um, opals and diamonds and crystals, Mm -hmm. so pretty awesome. It is. Yeah. Well, I think that's great that they're, um, they've all been reunited. Yeah. Um, well, except for the two groups that stayed behind. But, right. Um, well, and, and remember, there was all kinds of other elves that never even made it as far as that, right? Right. That yeah. stayed further behind. That's so. true. That's true. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And then men haven't even showed up at this point. No. Yeah. And the dwarves are still off in Arfin somewhere. So, yeah. In Arfin, yeah. underground. Yeah. Um, they're Fenarfin in Dreamland, though, right? Yeah. Just didn't. Uh, yeah, I think they're still asleep. asleep. Yeah. yeah, I guess I was trying to make Fenarfin a word about like being lazy or yeah, something. That's like not that. what Fenarfin's about. Sorry. Wayne and Garth would never Fenarf if it was about being lazy. No. Oh. Okay. Fair enough. God. All right. All right. Well, well I think we, any uh, other thoughts? I think we did that chapter justice. Okay. Good. You feel yeah. like we did that chapter justice? I do. I do. I have a much better understanding of it now. Good. All right. I'm not saying that I'll remember who anybody is or where any of those places are, but well, with repetition comes yes. uh, comes mem- repetition comes is remembrance. The of learning. So, so um, yes. yeah, sounds good. So, what are we doing next? Are we keeping on with the Silmarillion? Yeah, I think we're gonna do chapter six next, which is okay. a Fanor and the Unchaining of Melkor. Oh, the, Unchain- yeah, the Unchaining. Unchaining of Melkor is kind of a kind of a little bit of a shorter chapter, but yeah. Um, and then we're gonna do. Uh, Chapter seven. Um, I, I don't know if we'll do that immediately after chapter six. We'll see. We'll okay. see. We've got some other stuff we want to do. All right. Um, 
other stuff on the plate. I've been thinking about maybe trying to look at some of his letters too, because he's got some really great letters right, yeah, that could be that. good conversation. Um, and I, like I said before, I don't think I can get much further without starting Lord of the Rings because I'm feeling like I want to read Lord of the Rings again soon. I think that would be fun to discuss. Yeah, I feel like even after just getting through five chapters of Silmarillion, I feel like I would already get so much more mm-hmm. out of cool? reading the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, yeah you, you totally do. And that's that's kind of when I want, why I want to reread it now because I think it's been a while since I've read the Lord of the Rings. Mm. Um I may have read the Silmarillion a couple of times since I read it in full last. Um, I also want to do Mythopoeia, which is oh, that's right, Tolkien's poem. poem that he wrote. Yeah. He wrote to C.S. Lewis, Lewis. Mm-hmm. and um, and then aren't you guys going to be doing reading on fairy stories for for your homeschool tutorial? Oh, was that listed? I thought it was. Maybe we're just doing it in the upper level. So maybe yeah, we'll do on I fairy stories would be a good one to do as well. It's a little more academic, but it's still really good for just okay. to know what Tolkien was doing in his own okay. works. So awesome! All right, good stuff coming down the pipe. Lots of good stuff coming. There's always yeah. plenty, plenty, plenty of good stuff with Tolkien. No. Um, and you know, trying to think about some other kind of art stuff we could look at too. Um, interviewing some other folks. Mm. So yeah, um, yeah, and just more haikus, and we're just. Man, we're just doing lots of stuff with Tolkien. We are. Yeah. All right. Not the least of which is Finarfin. So. Not the least of which is Finarfin. All right. I think, uh, I think that's a wrap. And that's a wrap. All right. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate Thanks, your listening. Uh, hey, if, uh, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please go leave a rating on iTunes and leave us some feedback. Uh, we'd really love to hear from you. And doing so will help spread the word about the Talking Tolkien podcast. Um, so... Once again, thanks for listening, and um, until next time, have fun, Finarfin. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, y'all. Bye. Please remember to check out truemyths.org for show notes as well as other Tolkien goodness. Also, we hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as we are enjoying making it. Please leave us a rating and feedback on iTunes. On the next podcast, we will discuss Chapter 6 of The Silmarillion of Fanor and the Unchaining of Melkor. This is where things in Valinor begin to go very wrong, so be sure to tune in. Thanks for listening. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.